Hello and welcome to the second episode of Matchup Mashup. I'm your host, Private Merck, and I'm joined by Wee Wee Man. How did your week go, Wee Wee Man? It's pretty good. It's pretty pretty awesome, actually. Uh, me and my brother and all my all my homies, including you, Private Merck, we we all went to Colorado and. Uh, we we just hung out at this nice cabin. Uh, we were doing it for my bachelor party, so yeah, it was just a really chill weekend. We played a sh- ton of Magic and Hearthstone too, but um, overall, we were we were there to to just kind of hang out and be in the mountains. So it was it was really cool. Um, I got to ask, what what was your favorite part about the trip? Oh, the trip was so much fun. One thing I wasn't ready for was the elevation, though. Like, the change in elevation in Colorado, like, it was hard to breathe. It was hard to sleep. Like, the amount of oxygen we were getting was so much less than normal. So we had to buy a few. We had to buy some cans of oxygen, you know, to make sure that we could yes, sir. We could hit up those cans whenever we were low on the oxy. So, <laughs> But, oh, so much magic. We played so much magic. I was a foolish a foolish man, but Wee Wee Man, the veteran that he is, brought two of his decks from home. He brought his uh, Golgari Adventures deck, which you may have heard about on the last episode, and he brought an Azorius Control deck, so a white-blue control and like a, a black-green like mid-range deck, so we uh, played those decks, both really fun. I played a lot of the, uh, the Golgari deck. And just so much fun. We went on a hike on the mountain, and just in the middle of the hike, we, we all started throwing snowballs at each other. Like, it was just such a memorable trip. I had a great time. We went in. So. Me too. I, I loved how we just played hide-and-go-seek. This this house we stayed in was so big. It was, like, three different, like, quarters. Like, just where, like, and, like, so many beds, so many couches, fireplaces. Yeah, we- Wee Wee Man found the best hiding spot in this entire cabin. He literally took these things out of, like, a cabinet. Like, it was a cabinet you would store, like, food in. And he took the, the he took the things out so he could fit in, and he hid in there. And I found him. And then the next round, I hid in there, and the person just could not find me. So I, I, I used Wee Wee Man's strategy to rank up. So Yes, sir. <laughs> so, um, yeah, how was your weekend Hearthstone, Private Merc? So, Wee Wee Man, uh, as you know, I played Tony Druid, and it was pretty. It was a pretty prosperous week up until the patch, uh, the patch on Friday uh, morning. So, the patch really did a number on Tony Druid, and I continued to try to play it through Friday and Saturday, but I just really wasn't able to win much. I think that the nerf to Nubricon. Well, I don't think. It kills an Ubercon and kills Druid. I do think that the current Zoc Druid build is just not going to work anymore, and we're going to need to find a different way to utilize an Ubercon. Because the problem with Tony Druid, as after the nerf, is that Tony Druid was super good against some of the slow matchups, like Control Priest and Blood Decay. But then after. But it, but sorry, but it was it was bad against the faster matchups, right? Like it was bad against your undead priests. It was bad against your pure paladins. It was bad against your unholy DKs because you had to get those turns ramming up. You're only removed the only thing that could win you those games and stuff like rake. It's a rake to buy you time so that you could scam out your uh, reduced Anubricon from your summer flower child and get get a big Zoc board. But the problem now is. With Anubricon only giving you 5 armor, you can no longer do a Zoc turn without having played a Chitinous Plating or without being able to afford a Hero Power. So what that does is, it makes the Zoc combo still still doable, still manageable in your slower matchups, your Blood DKs, your Control Priests. But it makes it even harder in your fast matchups 
even harder than it already was, which was pretty pretty hard. And it so oh, oh sorry. yeah, wait what's up? Yeah, I I was just wondering like with the kindness plating, how like do you think playing that the turn before you know you want to do your Anubricon, like how is uh I mean how is that going to make things different i guess with the curve so kindness plating was run before the patch and i would pretty much i would pretty much always hold the plating um and i would i would pretty much always play it the turn before i was going to do my anubricon combo uh so and i think the only reason you would have to play plating before that is if you know your opponent's deck so well you know they could lethal you and you, i guess you have to play plating to survive or i've even seen druids just plating on turn two just so that they can get i'm not really sure why they do that to be honest i, mean, I guess you really want that eight armor for something but it doesn't really change the deck as much because you still want a plating before you anubricon but it just makes the chitinous plating a requirement now so, like, if you w want to do Anubricon things, if you want to do Anubricon under King things, which, by the way, them reducing Anubricon to 5 armor was intentional. It was intentionally to make sure you could not play this on curve with no armor and play a reduced Anubricon, oh, sorry, play a reduced under King for 6 that you got off of Flower Child. So that's why Anubricon has the 5 armor. So... Yeah, it just makes it so that those slow matchups, you still can win those. You still win some of those pretty hard. Like, you still win your Control Priest. But, like, now Blood DK is, like, a 50-50. Like, Big Demon Hunter is, like, a 50-50. Um, not really a control deck. But, I mean, you lose to Thaddeus Warlock now. Like, I think that Zoc Druid really needs a, an overhaul. It needs, it needs, Anubricon needs a new deck. Because what it's, what it's trying to do now, just doesn't function anymore without chitinous plating and chitinous managing chitinous plating in an aggro matchup to get out an ubercon it's just it's just too many steps when you're dead in too few turns it checks out so unfortunately uh but what this leads me to is we're kind of debating back and forth of well do i still play zoc druid against or tony druid or whatever it is now against Wee Wee Man's Blood DK, and we thought about it, and we thought about how prevalent of a deck Blood DK is, and we realized that it might be more beneficial for our listeners to hear a Blood DK mirror match, which is what we decided to do, because you're probably not going to be facing many Drox, Drox Druids, jeez, Zoc Druids now, uh, after that, after the Anubricon nerf, so, but you're still going to be facing Blood DKs, and you'd still be facing Blood DKs if it was uh, Tier 4, because people just seem to have such an attachment to this uh, type of strategy. So, with that, uh, we can lead off the discussion into Blood Death Knight, so why don't you tell us about how your week with Blood Death Knight went, Wee Wee Man? Yeah, so, um, before the patch, uh, it was, it was pretty fun to play um as was it, it was after the patch but um before the patch i was playing a lot of mirror matches uh, a lot of unfortunately a ton of big demon hunters and that was probably my most difficult matchup every time i queued into a big dh i was i think at some point i just started getting like kind of uh kind of nervous i guess about that matchup because I, I just kept losing those games. Um, but eventually I started figuring out how to beat some big de demon hunters and then the patch happened. And then the, um, the decks I, I was seeing were, were starting to change a bit. Um, so, so, yeah. so what is it about big demon hunter that you found to be really difficult to manage with blood death Knight? Were there any specific cards or was it just, they would tend to do a specific series of things? Yeah, so, so with uh, Big Demon Hunter, they just can generate so so much um, so much stuff like or, or I not so much stuff like demons. They can just generate so many demons, and um, the demons are just crazy. Like I'm I'm sure 
the listeners have played against a uh, big demon hunter. Um, like they have the Inquisitor, Ildari Inquisitor, who uh, attacks an enemy after your hero attacks it. And I mean, that's just rough. You're just taking eight to the face. And um, and yeah, and then the one that sur- uh, when it survives damage, it deals that much to you, which isn't as bad. But uh, the Inquisitor is pretty terrible. But they also just have tons of other cards that just regenerate the demons, make them cheaper, all that good stuff. Um, and with Blood Death Knight, what I was having trouble with at first was figuring out what removal to use and when to use it. Because they can just keep playing demons. So it's like, you can't just... I don't know. I, it felt like if I spent my turns just clearing their demons those were the games that i lost like eventually i ran out of ways to clear them and that's when i lost and i'm sure that uh i'm sure that all all fell breaks loose in this matchup they can kind of just they can probably just kind of wait and set up specific demons that they want to resurrect to ensure that they're just getting like three illidari inquisitors or something ridiculous so i can see how giving big demon hunter the time to set up what it wants could be could be pretty horrible to play against yeah and like with blood death knight it's it's really hard to go more on the aggressive side with that deck just i mean it's a it's a 40 card deck and there isn't a whole lot of cheap minions in it so um so it's pretty tough to get them down fast but um i think with this matchup you kind of you kind of have to be doing some sort of damage uh, through the game just to get them down and you need to be drawing through your deck pretty fast because once they do start playing the demons you want to have consistent cl- like you want to be able to say like i can clear it next turn and the turn after that because they're probably going to play demons each turn at a certain point in the game and you want to make sure you're prepared for that did screaming banshee ever pay off in that matchup because i feel like even if they I feel like they have to trade into it with, like, an Inquisitor or a 9-9, and even when they do that, you're still going to get, like, a thing and heal. Yeah, I I actually don't recall ever getting the chance to play Screaming Banshee in that matchup. Uh, like, I think normally, like, turn fives, if they weren't doing... If they weren't doing much by then, which they normally were at least playing um, the, like, Fell Screamer by that point but if they weren't doing anything yet or even if it was just a fell screamer i would normally uh do the um ghost rider on five and uh that was mainly to look for more clears because i knew it was about to happen to me uh but so yeah I, i didn't really get a chance to see how screaming banshee worked in that matchup um but i do think like you make a good point about you know you if they trade into it, like you do get another five five, you heal for five. You only get a three, so three, but or yeah, but um, but yeah, I di- I didn't get a chance to sadly. You're a bold man saying I'll play that Ghost Raider on five after you Banshee and get a nine nine, but I respect it, so I respect that. So so yeah, that was that was the probably the most popular deck I played at least before the patch. I don't know what happened, but after the patch. It, it like the the uh the decks I was seeing definitely changed a bit. Um, I was still like the most like common thing I was getting was the blood blood death nightmare. Um, and then I saw some paladins. I saw some rogues. Um, I also probably second most prevalent deck I saw was control priest. Um, so I guess. I'll I'll uh, talk about more of the like the control decks I was facing like like uh, control priest and the blood DK mirror. Yeah, I'm very interested to hear how 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 the control priest games went because I know that can be a difficult matchup. Yeah, and I'll definitely get into those. Um, yeah, so against against control priest, uh, I actually I actually won like more than i lost which i was happy about but uh i'm not sure exactly you know if if my opponent was doing 
you know the correct things because i'm i'm still in diamond five but uh yeah it seemed seemed pretty easy i had one like control priest who uh who um did me dirty but it's about how it. was it exactly that you were that you were ending games uh, achieving victory so with the control priest games um it varied a little bit but um normally what would happen is i was i was just playing like my you know cheap stuff or like uh you know i would get my body baggers uh and then the hematurge hematurge and the vizier school teachers because against uh control priests like for those first few turns they're not doing anything threatening they're not doing anything threatening for a while honestly so you can just kind of play those cards that let you discover things and um you know if i had a vampiric blood and three corpses i would i would rip that but uh yeah that's how the early game looked most of the time and then at some point uh it would get to the point it would get to the point where you know i'm trying to play my screaming banshee and i have my weapon equipped i've gotten my weapon up to like an 88 or something through you know holding it for quite a while and then you know i would just try to make threats and you know they're control priests so they're going to they're going to do things they're going to kill it they're going to you know they're not going to let it happen easily but eventually they they would just like run out of ways to clear my threats uh were you killing them which, through through banshee boards or was mograin value or was there any any particular thing that was ending the games or was it really it varied it, it varied a lot i did have games where i would end it with screaming banshee thumb blood boil uh i just like filled up my board real real fast and i had a game where like I did that, and it was later in the game. They had already cleared a few of my boards, but I did that, and it cleared their stuff and made me a bunch of two twos, and then that was enough to kill them. I also had a game where uh, I just played a no muncher that could go face, so um, I and I had like two other things out on board, but the no muncher playing the no muncher and that being able to go face is what did lethal for me. And I've also had a few, especially, you know, like, well, never in the aggro games, but in um, control games, the Alexandris Mograine popped off a few times for me. Just just getting that extra three damage in was, was huge, which I actually have a funny story that, like, just happened hours before we're recording this. It's kind of off topic, but it, it kind of relates. My, I was playing a control priest, literally right before this, who stole, or didn't steal, he copied my Mograin, played it. I had played mine, but then he used Synchronize, and then just like played another one, so I was just taking six at the end of every turn. So it's just funny how the control priest can out-blood DK the blood DK. Did you end up winning that game? I did not. I was going to say, <laughs> if you did, it would shock me, but... Yeah, yeah, that was insane. I was, I was sad. I was like, I want to have two Mograines. Like that, that looks so fun. Yeah, Control Priest does it. Control Priest one time, he like, used like two power word synchronizes on my Astalor too, and then just like played so many Astalors. So, I feel your, God. I feel your power word synchronized pain. Yeah, it's pretty awful. There's a lot of scummy things in it, like the Dirty Rat, too. Hey, Dirty Rat's like, good in Blood DK, cool. too, you dirty boy. Yeah. yeah, it's just horrible. It's horrible to get, like, your, like, patchwork just, like, ripped from you. I cry when they rip my Astalor. When they pull out the two-drop Astalor with Dirty Rat, I get sad. That's very sad. God. Um... Okay, so so we talked about a little bit. Well, we talked about control priest. Uh, the blood DK mirror was pretty similar. Like I try to just get a lot of value in my first few turns, just playing all my discover dudes, gaining life with vampiric blood, um, and that's the thing uh, that me, me and Private Merc actually talked about it for a little bit too with control games just discovering like 
the things that you you would want like way later in the game like you got to think like later in the game and so with ghost rider you can you know you can discover very high cost cards you can discover the scourge you can uh discover more patchworks or no munchers which i think is super super huge in the mirror because uh, i mean they're gonna they're probably gonna be trying to do that too like in the beginning of the game trying to discover things for the late game and so if you're not also doing that and you know pulling the best cards that you discover then uh you're gonna you're gonna not do so well in the late game but pretty much all the games that i won that were mirror matches i was taking things like patchwork and no muncher and you know even getting extra corpse explosions or uh blood boils is good so yeah you really just want to like make sure you're because i mean if you think about it you're not going to be killing them like you're not going to aggro them down in a blood dk mirror because they're going to gain life and you can't really put out enough damage early on so it's not like you can take the role you want you have to play like a control deck and eventually it's just going to get get to that point and you got to make sure you have the the good discover cards that you know or you got to make sure you discovered good cards that help you in the late game and uh i i actually kind of hated doing the mirror matches because they just took so long to but you do just have to be patient and play the long game. That's how I just feel with control matchups in general, though. It's like, in a control matchup, like, the game lasts so long, and if you win a game that lasts that long, it's like, yes, this is amazing. But if you lose a game that lasts that long, you're like, well, I just want to shut off Hearthstone now. So, like... Yeah, that that's what I found. It's like, because I, I wasn't much of a control player. I, I think I've, like you know, messed around with a few control decks here and there in my time of playing Hearthstone, but this is the first time I've tried to, like, actually learn a control deck and get good with it, and it, I, yeah, I I think it can be a very frustrating experience, and it's probably very easy to get tilted, too. Uh, like, I was getting tilted, some, like, you know, when I would play a 40-minute game and lose, it's like, it takes a lot to not get tilted after that but that is something that i feel like every control player has to like perfect is just their attitude and like their desire for growth and improvement and like to focus on that and not get tilted because like you will never get good with a control deck i feel like if you do wise words from wee wee man yes i've been through it been been through the rage. How are those aggro matchups? You told you told us about those long those long hour games. Why don't you tell us about the the three minute ones where they either concede <laughs> or you win or they win? So, yeah, uh, the the most prominent aggro decks I was seeing was Unholy DK, uh, Pure Paladin, and actually, I can't recall playing against other aggro decks maybe imps I, did you i know last week you said you were facing a ton of undead priests or there did you not see that many as blood uh no not not as not as blood uh yeah i i haven't seen an undead priest in a while uh or like since last week but but yeah unholy dk and pure paladin honestly these matchups were very easy for me I I definitely like lost a few but uh it seems like it's just like I mean I'm not experienced with control decks so I don't know how things normally go but it seemed like all I had to do was get my like removal healing stuff in my hand like mulligan for that stuff or, or you know if obviously if I got a body bagger or an amalgam or something I would I would normally like keep like some cheap minions but i would also take like any kind of like a, a vampiric blood i would take and i would also keep corpse explosions in my hand especially against the uh the pure paladin um and and unholy but uh 
it just seemed like all I had to do was kind of take a bunch of damage and then clear them. And then it seemed like from that point on, I kind of just had the game. Uh, it, it came down to like, if I had enough, uh, corpse, corpse resources, I guess, cause, uh, there would be a lot of aggro games where I needed to clear their board twice in a row. And there would be games too, where, you know, like I would, I would like to clear their board two times in a row, but instead I would just have like two ways to remove two minions and, you know, I would clear their first big board. They'd play a bunch more minions and I would just clear two things while I waited for my, you know, my removal, like soul stealer, my other corpse explosion, blood boil, whatever it be. And, um, it was normally always enough to keep me alive long enough to like, just be winning the game. Um, especially like once screaming banshees out, like, it's pretty much over. And if you have the weapon and you blood boil, that's also crazy. Uh, so there's, yeah, there's a lot of ways to uh, win against aggro. And I feel like this deck is very strong in handling aggro decks. And not just that, not just that weapon with blood boil too. I feel like the weapon with the weapon with vampiric blood, given that weapon, two ticks. And I feel like it's so easy to like. You're not going to die unless in certain circumstances you may need to like play the weapon early and remove stuff and break it before you have the three corpses. But I feel like it's generally not difficult to wait to play your Vampiric Blood till you have three corpses if you have the weapon on hand. So, Yeah. No, it's so easy to increase the, the, um, the effect on that weapon, honestly. I, and I, I really like the weapon. I think... The max I got it to was like a fourteen, fourteen. It was just like it's crazy. a very large body. I remember I, I wanted to get the achievement once because the achievement was get at least a ten, ten. So against the control priest, I was like, I'm just not going to break this until it's at least a ten, ten because I know he's gonna remove it anyway. And then I broke it when it was a ten, ten, and he removed it anyway. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, the the light it burns. <laughs> yeah, either that or one of the other thirteen spells, but right. Um, yeah, pure paladin was, like, super easy. Uh, unholy was a little bit more difficult. I feel like there's a lot more, like, like, there's a lot more pressure between turns one and three from unholy DK than there is with pure paladin, I found. Like, pure paladin's gonna be, like, playing minions turns one through three, but they're not gonna, like get as exponentially big as the unholy ones do if you get to turn five you can just corpse explosion and as long as you have enough corpses for it you'll probably clear their entire board so yeah it's like it's easy it's just it feels like you kind of do need to get to that turn five and you have to be you know you can't be like at a super low health total so yeah, those were the two aggro decks that I saw the most. Uh, I also saw Miracle Rogue. I saw Secret Rogue. Um, and I didn't get to play any Big Druids. And that's supposed to be Blood Death Knight's worst, worst matchup. But I did play the Big Demon Hunters, which I th believe we already talked about earlier. But the Miracle Rogues and Secret Rogues, it felt like a pretty uh, evenly evenly matched battle i honestly had uh had about like i think four games against miracle rogue and i believe i won two of those and i lost two they were doing miracle stuff and it just like it wasn't the ghosts uh like i, I remember one game i lost where it wasn't like them making big ghosts that was the problem for me they were uh playing queen ajara over and over again i just kept generating like great colossals and that was kind of forcing me to have to like do something about them uh f you know every turn which i don't know if you know i just played bad like 
One thing uh, me and Private Merc were talking about, actually, which I think is kind of good for everyone to hear. He was kind of saying, like, are you using your removal optionally? Like, or optimally. If yeah. Optimally. But, yeah, like, like optional. Like, is is do you have to use your removal that turn, or is it, like, optional? Like, I think one thing I struggle with the most with control decks is knowing when to clear their stuff because... Yeah, like with with um the miracle rogue I was facing, it's like there there might have been a time in there where I didn't really need to use like a soul stealer, but I did anyways because I was worried about my life total going down, even though they didn't have enough damage on board to kill me. Um, which like it's never like smart to really like take yourself too low, because you don't know what they, especially as miracle rogue. I mean, they could just throw uh two three damage potions at your face, and you're dead. So yeah, you do got to kind of think about what they have in their deck still, but um you do kind of like especially with like Miracle Rogue and Big Demon Hunter, you have to like kind of dance on the line, I feel like, and figure out when the right time to clear their stuff is and not just do it on your turn because you can. Um but that advice that Private Merc gave me, I feel like helped me a bit. Uh kind of just thinking about how I can improve my control game um but secret rogue was a little different uh it it just has more disruption so um i i just kind of hated that like i i just don't like disruption i know it's like you need it and it's good for card games but it just would suck when um they would just like grave digger or something that i was planning to hey, play wee wee man. and b back into my deck yeah. Uh, does your Blood K DK deck run Patchwork? Yes. The Disruption card? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. God, I know, I know. I'm, I'm awful. I guess I... I don't know. I, I, I just... I, I feel like everyone's like that. Like, everyone can enjoy having Disruption and playing disruption on their opponent but no one likes oh no yeah of course it's it's literally the art of card games it's it's right it's it's hilarious to see you not get to play your thing but if i don't get to play my thing i'm gonna throw a fit it's like <laughs> <laughs> no that's true that's true yeah where was i at though i was talking about uh secret rooms. yeah disruption so yeah the disruption makes that pretty difficult and like i don't know if it's considered disruption but like the mage secrets that's like pretty, pretty awful. Cause I feel like there's a lot of things in your deck that you don't really just want to like throw away to test for things. But yeah, it's tough. There's you know, a lot of stuff you want in that deck, like to, cause like you, you, if you could have like a tour guide, yeah, you'd love to throw that out to test for uh, objection. But when a forty card deck like that, the odds you're gonna have a specific one card that you want to throw away probably isn't that great. Right. Yeah, exactly. And like that just that just makes things super difficult. But it it's definitely like a fair fair matchup, I feel like. Uh um I feel like there's plenty you can do still to to win those. I I went over 50% against Secret Rogue. And um I was pretty much doing the same exact thing I would do in um the other matchups like I I just feel like for some reason like anytime you keep body bagger and hematurge if you have it, uh tour guides I keep, amalgams of the deep, like I, I feel like as opposed to the deck I was playing last week, this is kind this kinda seems like a deck where you do kinda want like the same hand. Um maybe against like if you know you're going against an aggro deck, maybe you do wanna like mulligan a little harder for like your heart strikes or something. If you know you're playing against like a slower deck, I feel like you you really just want like body bagger and tour guide amalgam like all your like early stuff that will help you like uh, discover things. Uh, viziers are really good to have too. Um, so yeah. Against control, would you say there's specific cards you want in the mall again? Like I feel like when I've played Blood Death Knight, I've really wanted. And the mirror especially, I really want patchwork in my starting hand. Like I love to see that. Yeah, patchwork is huge. I feel like in your starting hand, and like, and you're the one who brought that up to me, and I, 
I definitely would have to agree. I, I've never been lucky enough to actually get patchwork in my mulligan against control, but yeah, that's you you do like wanna like rip that like right away. Like as soon as you have mana for it. Yeah, especially coin them out. Especially <laughs> in the mirror, because I've I've had games in the mirror where I'm not on the coin and they are and they coin out patchwork. <laughs> and I also had patchwork in my hand, but I was like, Oh, well they had the coins, so Wait, did it hit your patchwork? Yeah. <laughs> God, that's so unlucky. Ugh, that's awful. Um Yes, patchwork's definitely like a good card to keep too. I guess like it, 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 like only against control. I feel like because you don't really just want yeah disruption against aggro is probably not gonna do it. But yeah, yeah. so good, good card, very good card. I love it. Even though I said t- five minutes ago that I hate disruption. Yeah, that's fine. You can take <laughs> back what you said. <laughs> Any other any other notes or final points uh, <clears throat> about Blood Death Knight you have? Let me see here. Um, I don't think so. Besides, just you know, pointing out like what my list is, just in case you missed it earlier. I'm playing at Diamond Five. I fluctuated between like Diamond Two and Diamond Five. I went down a lot when I was just facing like literally demon hunter after demon hunter but yeah other than that i would say i probably like uh went like positive against like most of the other decks i saw big demon hunter was like the big one that i i just lost to over and over again um and my list is the one from vicious syndicate the one they put out like may 3rd is their most recent report at the time of this podcast and uh I was looking on HS replay and there's definitely a lots, lots of different variants. Like I don't run dirty rat, uh, and I don't run armor vendor and I've even seen people running theater and, uh, ETC and construct quarter. But I, I think I disagree with those cards. I can see like the armor van, uh, armor vendor and I can see the dirty rat. Um, but, and maybe like theater, I don't I don't see the point in having construct quarter but um the one that's running theotar and or no it's not that one there's there's one that's running dirty rats and armor vendors and I believe that one has like a 54% win rate on HS replay right now so it looks like that one's doing the best and I'm I'm playing the suboptimal one according to HS replay I definitely can. I definitely can't see Construct Quarter being that good in this deck. After all the nerfs it got, it's just like not really that good of a card anymore. And especially like, I don't know. I don't. I don't see it being that good in blood. But I can see the extra disruption being useful, especially the rats. The, I, but also, I feel like one of the things Rat was best against was ratting out Zokdruid stuff, and Zokdruid kind of got nerfed. I still, I still think having disruption in your deck as an option is 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 a good thing. And Dirty Rat. It's like good against aggro too, because you can just pull stuff out. And it's a two-six taunt, like, so I can see dirty yeah. rat being good. Armor vendor and body bagger. I feel like those are pretty interchangeable. It's like I, sometimes you want the corpse, sometimes you want the four armor in certain matchups. And theotar, just more disruption. It's a good option, but it's like it's it's only useful in slower matchups because you're just gonna the aggro deck's gonna laugh at you if you play a four-four on six. So I can see all those cards being possible, but I, I I agree. Your list seems pretty solid. I would probably put rats in, in your list. That's the thing I would change. I'm not sure what I'd take out. Maybe, what do you run? The HS, or the Vicious Syndicate one, right? Yeah. No, I definitely agree uh, with that, because with the uh, Dirty Rat thing. I, I actually, like some of my mirror matches against Blood DK... The the ones that I lost, my opponent did have dirty rats, and you know I'd have like a no muncher in my hand, and like that's like the best thing it can pull, but it's still kind of awful when you're when you get dirty ratted on two, and your no muncher does nothing pretty much. If you get dirty ratted later on, and they can remove it immediately with like asphyxiate, if like they dirty rat like your mograin, or they dirty rat. Dirty Rat, your uh, patchwork, that's, like, pretty awful. 
that's yeah that's that's game losing like in the in the mirror that's i mean they're just taking like, especially mograine like if they're able to play their mograine and you can never play yours because they played dirty rat and killed it immediately like that's like yeah well at least we don't have really two bad. to three mograine games where you hover over it and it says uh discovered by amalgam of the deep like at least we don't at least we don't have that anymore so god Wait, was that a was that a thing ever? Yeah, because he's in undead. So that was when they changed the uh, when they changed the amount uh, the discover pool. Oh, he's triple room. He's triple. So there would be games where your the b- other blood DK would amalgam, and they'd get a second mode grand, oh and you wouldn't, and they'd just be dealing six damage to you every turn, and you'd be dealing three, and you'd just be sitting there slowly, just suffering through the game. God, yeah, that sounds terrible. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't think I have any other points, uh, unless you think there's anything else I should mention. Uh, nothing else really comes to mind, so if we want to move on to the next segment of the show where we, uh, play each other, I'm ready. Yes, let's do it. So, uh, listeners, once again, me and Jesse will both be playing his Blood Death Knight deck, since that is... Uh, still one of the most popular decks on ladder, and the deck that I was supposed to play this week uh, got nuked. Sure did. It looks like Wee Wee Man is currently viewing the journal. Yes, sir. I'm. What level are you on the battle pass, Wee Wee Man? <laughs> level eighty-six. So I'm getting mm. there. What are you? Ninety-one. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. Actually, finish it. My this Hearthstone time. is quite loud. <laughs> Hearth said it was good to see me again, but it sounded like he was a little too close. All right, you can go ahead and send me that invite. All right. All right. So me and Wee Wee Man are gonna mute each other on Discord and uh, give the play-by-play right here for for our listeners. Good luck, Wee Wee Man. Good luck, Private Burke. So, as we said uh, in the podcast, we're going to be looking for the Mograin, looking for the patchwork, that type stuff. And let's see. We get Prince Renathal, No Muncher, Amalgam of the Deep. We definitely do not want Prince Renathal. We got No Muncher and Amalgam of the Deep. I don't think I want no muncher in this map. I think, like we said, an amalgam. Amalgam's like kind of good. Mm, it's not great though. It's not what we want, so we're gonna throw it all away. And we get back a Sir Finley, a tour guide, and a hematurge. So hematurge, Sir Finley, tour guide. We can just tour guide hero power turn one and hematurge on two, or we can Finley if we don't want this hand. Like, if we don't think Tour Guide and Dehematurge is what we want, and we want to search for better stuff in our deck, might not be the worst thing ever to just surf Finley. But I feel like Hematurge is good too, and it doesn't. Hmm. It's kind of hard. And we get a Sylvanas. I mean, I feel like we kind of want Sylvanas in this matchup. But we're just never going to play the Finley then? Hmm. We'll just Tor Guide Hero Power Hematurge. So we Tor Guide Hero Power. And Wee Wee Man kept one of his cards and mulliganed away the other three. So he must have something that was worth keeping. Just hope it's not something too horrible. He also Tor Guides. Will he Hero Power though? Nothing. And I draw a school teacher. So I'll play the Hematurge. I have Death Metal Knight, Harmonic Metal, and Blood Boil. Death Metal Knight is a 3-4 taunt. It's not useful in Blood DK Mirror. Blood Boil could be useful if we get to like a super late point where I need another one. I feel like Harmonic Metal is just good though, right? You can make bigger bodies against the blood. It's like, do we want to make better, bigger bodies against the blood or do we want to have another board clear? I guess Harmonic Metal gives us a turn three play. Because right now we just have Finley, Sylvanas, Teacher. We'll take this Harmonic Metal. And we'll trade. Tour Guide into Tour Guide. His tour ended there. 
Wee Wee Man with six cards in hand, one of them being the coin. Has a zero mana tour guide hero power. Nothing on board, and I have a hematurge on board. He passes. I probably just dissent it metal. I drew a vizier. Like I could do a vizier and get an unreduced spell, or I could metal. Metal hits the school teacher and the Nerubian vizier. So an eight-eight teacher and a six-eight vizier. That's pretty, pretty good. I was hoping it wouldn't hit Finley because Finley goes on the bottom, but it didn't hit Finley luckily. So. So he goes ahead and he ghoul charges. He uses zero cost zero power to hit my hematurge and play a Nerubian Vizier. So I think we just school teacher next turn. Like, it's probably going to get killed with like Asphyxiate or something. But an 8 8 for 4. Plus, we're going to get the 1 1. It's, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good play. He's still discovering his Vizier spell. As he said, discovering in the mirror is super important, so I can see why he's taking his time with this one. Looks like he's considering oh no, it looks like he was just considering playing it. Alright, play the when you're a death strike, we play school teach. School teach shows rune forging, unholy frenzy, plague strike. I think we want Rune forging. We want card draw, and it draws our Arcanite Ripper. And we go face with our Hematurge. Hmm. I mean, I assume he has some removal for the school teacher. I'm like, very surprised if he didn't in his eight card blood decay hand. He amalgam of the deeps, the vizier. That kind of makes me think he does not have anything okay and I'm at, he hero powers and he kills my hematurge by trading in draw another school teacher I think I hmm I mean we get noggling for the arcanite ripper and hero power we can school teacher because we just drew that, or we could hero power six eight vizier. I think we hero power six eight vizier. We'll hero power into the two three, and then we'll vizier. And we got the scourge, tomb guardians, rune forging. We take the scourge, and we go face. Hit him for eight with the big school teacher. So he's got two two twos. I've got an eight eight and a six eight. Plays a blood boil on curve. On my eight eight and six eight. He's got two two twos. He trades one each. So he's desperate right now. I think we Noggling for the rune forging. Play a chill fawn baron we just drew. And then play the two cost arcanite reaper and we go full face. He vampiric bloods. To heal up to 19 with his 9 cards. I've got an 8 4, a 6 4 that are both boiled. A 1 1 and a 2 2 chill fawn baron. And he equips an Arcanite Ripper. He trades into my Chill Fallen Baron, it looks like. He's hovering over it. He hits it, he hits it. And he draws me Prince Renathal. And I draw Ghost Rider. I have 19 damage on board. Oh. 19 damage on board. So, not enough damage. We do not find lethal, but he is at two life. So, let's see what he does here. He's got seven mana. Two corpses. He here powers down my school teacher. And he has the corpse explosion here. But, 
I do have an Arcanite Ripper in my hand, which is lethal. All right, so we're going second, and we drew initially a Asphyxiate, Death Strike, Vampiric Blood, and another Asphyxiate. Um, none of this stuff really helps me a whole lot in the early game, so I'm going to get rid of all of it. I could keep the Vampiric Blood, but without having... I mean, I guess I could probably draw other minions... I really am hoping I would get a body bagger or an amalgam or a vizier, just like anything. Um, but we are drawing four card or three cards if we don't throw away the vampiric blood. Um, so honestly, I might go ahead and keep that vampiric blood because it also draws a card, which is good um, in case I'm not getting what I want. So throw away everything else, and we get. A Nerubian Vizier, Sylvanas, and Patchwork. Patchwork, and I have the coin. This is so big. We're, we're going to annihilate Private Merc. Yeah, so... He tour guides. And... Charges me with a ghoul. Alright, I drew a tour guide. Do I just match him? I think I do. I think I just match him. Question is, do I go face or not? I think I do just go face. Uh, but actually, I might save it and hope he has something on board because I have a new Ruby and Vizier in my hand and I can play that on three and use a zero cost hero power to kill an undead. Because right now I have no other way of killing an undead. So I'm going to go for value here and... Um, save my hero power until I play my Nerubian Vizier. Okay, so he plays a Hematurge, so I'll definitely be able to make my ghoul die so that my Nerubian Vizier reduces the card I discover. This is about to be like a two-hour long game. All right, so he trades his tour guide into mine. And sadly, I literally I don't think I'm going to do anything cuz right now I have a really good turn 3 setup with being able to Nerubian Vizier and have that be reduced. Um I'll be ready to on turn f uh turn 4, I'll definitely be able to Vampiric Blood if I want to. And then turn 6, we can coin out Patchwork. So, I'm just not going to do anything. Okay, so he plays a Dissonant Metal. That's pretty scary for me. Definitely don't enjoy that, but it's whatever. So, I'll Hero Power and kill his... Or, not kill, but hit his Hematurge so it dies. And now I have an Obliterate, Graveyard Shift, and Horn of Winter. Um, huh, I don't think we want Graveyard Shift. I mean, that does give us a lot of corpses if we want corpses. Um, also, we do have Sylvanas in our hand, so that could be big. Um, Horn of Winter, I don't think we need that. Uh, an Obliterate. Hmm, I just don't think we need to be having an obliterate in our hand at turn three. So I'm going to take graveyard shift and I will pass turn. So for turn four, I'm thinking we can Prince Renathal with uh, graveyard shift. Um, but he did just drop an eight, eight school teacher. So that's, that's pretty neat. The obliterate would have been good. Um, so what do we want to do here? I think we might want to... Hmm, this is kind of tough. Hmm. So we can... Hmm, I also want to 
be able to draw cards soon. Huh. I guess I'll amalgam. We're not too worried about that eight damage right now, but we definitely will be. So, um, I'm discovering right now. I discovering off of amalgam, and uh, I got tenacious sandlane, plague spreader, and tight-lipped witness. Um, I'm probably just gonna take the plague plague spreader here. And God, it's so bad, but I'm just gonna kill the uh, the hematurge and hope to God that he can't. Um, that he can't uh, add more damage to the board because that would be bad. I'm really just hoping it's just the 8-8 eight eight for a second. Because if he puts more damage on board, I'm not going to be in a good place. Looks like, is he going to... Oh, man. There comes a 6-8 Nerubian Vizier. That's really nice. Hmm... So, we have a Blood Boil. Could deal two to it and then Blood Boil. I also have a Vampiric Blood that I could use. Mm. I'm just going to Blood Boil here. And I guess I'll hit them both for two. Then... Next turn, hopefully, we'll get some removal. Because right now, we are not looking too hot. If we drew a second Blood Boil after he just dropped those minions on board, that would be humongous. Alright. guess we do that. Hmm... So he has three damage, that's 12, 6, 18, 19, and I'm going to heal for, shoot, hmm, I think I might just be dead, oh, this is so terrible, so he has 15 damage, 18, I'm going to heal for f four after taking two, so I'll be at 21. I'll be at 21 and he'll be at 18. Yeah, we'll see about this. So, next turn, we're not really sure what to play. He plays another harmonic metal. That is awful. So, I am down bad right now. I have a corpse explosion. But that's pretty awful considering that I don't have um, enough corpses or actually yes I do so I'm going to corpse explosion that'll clear their board but I don't heal for anything and if he has 4 damage to my face I lose or 2 damage to my face that's all he needs so what does he do Hello. Hello. Good game, Wee Wee Man. Good game. I thought I was being big brain by holding my patchwork, and then you just had an 8-8 eight eight and a 6-6. Six six. Like, I literally had patchwork in the coin, and so I was, like, doing all my turns kind of, like... I like saw I you kept one. Anything. I saw you kept one and mulliganed to three, and I was like, I bet that card he kept was probably, like, patchwork or mode. No, I actually kept a Vampiric Blood. Oh, but damn. I drew the patchwork and then, yeah, I just, I don't know. I thought I was being, I thought I was being big, but like, I was not expecting you to have an eight, eight and a six, six. Like, yeah. A six, the vizier eight. and the yeah. teacher with plus four plus, because I discovered that off the, so I could play that on curve because I discovered it off the hematurge and I saw like, I had like, I also had a Sir Finley, but I saw the Sir Finley and, like, School Teacher and Vizier, and I was like, if these can just hit these things, like, these are going to make some huge bodies that, like, I thought you were going to asphyxiate it, but you didn't have that specific removal. And then when I saw you had to, when I saw you had to Blood Boil on the 8-8 and the 6-8, I just literally was like, let me throw every single thing I possibly, like, I was equipping weapon and going face and stuff, because that play let me know that 
you didn't have like the removal that you needed. Yeah, I ended up drawing an, an asphyxiate later in the game, but it was like at the point where I don't know. I think I might have screwed up by not asphyxiating it sooner. I just didn't realize how low. Like I was literally almost gonna be like, "Can we just like restart?" Because I just feel like I made so many mistakes from Dang. what I did. But but yeah, so. Uh, I don't know what advice to give from that game. I guess don't, uh, I don't know. I just, did you have the asphyxiate? No, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't draw it until like, I think your, your stuff was at like two health, your, your big stuff. Uh, okay. So it like didn't really matter. Like it was going to go away, but it, you know, like, yeah. So (laughs) I just, uh. I just did not play that one well, but it was a good game. Other otherwise, are we going? A good game. Are we going again? So we can go again after the show if you'd like. I would definitely play some more. But before we wrap this up, would you like to select our decks for next week that hopefully we both will actually be playing? Yeah, yeah. Let's look. Um, popular. Let's see. I think I want to go with a aggro deck this time. Or not even aggro, just something faster. Um Enrage Warrior is apparently cracked and like goes hard in the paint right now. Really? Like tier like tier one. Hmm. And it's not an aggro deck as much as it is. It is like you make a really big swing in the mid game, and then you just curve into like Algra and like Remornia, and it's it's like more it's more not it's not as super aggressive anymore as it used to be. You kind of do like a big swing turn. Okay. Um, do you have any interest in playing that? I don't know if I like and like from when I played in Ray. Like it might be very different now but i remember when i played it like when it first came out i didn't really enjoy it well i had an idea for the deck i was going to play already but i was gonna let you since it's i picked first last week i was gonna let you pick first the deck i was planning on picking was not enrage warrior (laughs) okay um man okay well i'm eyeing big demon hunter relic demon hunter and spooky mage i would say out of the three of those the only one of those is i would describe as aggressive as spooky mage and even then it's not super aggressive well i didn't mean like full like i was meaning like just faster than like anything faster than blood death knight well i'll tell you what i told you last week and it's that aggressive spooky mage with with uh Freaking Frozen Touch is a ridiculously strong deck. So okay, I mean, yeah, maybe like Deathborn is also like really fun. I remember like that was the one thing I did enjoy about it when I played it before. Um, yeah, I mean, if if you're if you weren't planning on taking Spooky Mage, I'll take Spooky Mage this week. Yeah, you should do it. That deck is is looking at prom like it's looking very promising. And it's like the make sure you or you can pick whatever deck you want, but the aggressive like spell variant with like a I don't really know exactly what the differences are, but there's like a control one with like the Grand Magister Romath, the dude that recasts all your stuff and Kelthuzad and all that. That list is like not good. The burn one with like that like Vexilis. Have you have you ever gotten a chance to play Vexilis? I have not. He's a 5-mana 3-5. Your arcane spells cast twice. So some games against control, you'll just wait for Vexilis, and then you'll have six arcane bolts, and then they'll all cast twice. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like I could come to love this deck. Like, with, uh, with how much I liked Burn Shaman. Like, I know they're different, but... Like everything, all all ever, all roads lead to burn shaman in the mind of Wee Wee Man. Yes, it all comes back. (laughs) It all comes back, and also, God, Burn Mage also looks like 
cool though. Like, that's what I'm talking about is Burn Mage. That's the one. Oh, it was under a different deck list than Spooky Mage. Okay. So Yeah, HS replay things. It's weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, what you just described sounds fun to me, to be honest. So I might I might do that. I might do Burn Mage instead. If you think And I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up if you're gonna do Burn Mage, which I do recommend, I think it's a really good deck. And it will have a favorable matchup against the deck that I will be selecting. Ooh. And the deck that I will be selecting is Relic Demon Hunter. Oh boy. Yes. I will embrace I'm scared. We'll embrace Lady Steno Predation. God. Can't forget Rowdy <laughs> fan too. You gotta have him. Oh yeah, my bad. You're right, dude. I'm literally slacking. <laughs> I'm slacking. <laughs> Alright, I'm actually well, I feel a lot better about this week i i don't think uh anything crazy will happen our decks will no no patches <laughs> this week burr mage and rogue dh both both good looking decks both i will be staying around for more than the next seven days so we'll be able to provide you guys with up-to-date content and another thing we're gonna it's not it's kind of difficult to plan around but we're gonna do our best to try not to select decks that if we know a patch is coming up might be super at risk for a nerf like if it has a toxic play pattern like spell dh or like i guess tony druid did so we're gonna do our best to avoid picking those types of decks for sure yeah but overall i think i think we still uh put out some good information there um i appreciate you helping me talk about blood dk a little bit hopefully hopefully i wasn't too dumb in my gameplay I, I feel like i really screwed up there but it was still no was you're still good fun. you provided me an excellent challenge you provided me with fear of asphyxiate <laughs> <laughs> well uh that's all for this week so to our listeners you, you tune in next week and you'll hear you'll see you'll get to enjoy the uh wonderful matchup of relic demon hunter versus burn mage for sure yes thank thank you guys have a good night or day or evening. Bye-bye.